0: The Privacy Commissioner, Michael Webster, says he's not yet convinced that the use of facial recognition technology in retail stores is a justified and proportionate response to retail crime. Retail and Z is calling for a coordinated and sector-wide rollout of the technology in a bid to cut down on repeat offences. Its latest survey found almost all respondents have experienced crime at their businesses in the past year, costing an estimated $2.6 billion across the sector, half of that in Stolen goods. Supermarket giant Foodstuffs will begin a trial of the technology next month, which Retail NZ says has the involvement of the Privacy Commission, which has appointed an independent overseer. The trial is expected to mean faces of all customers scanned with images immediately deleted unless flagged as people who've been trespassed from a given store, who would then be approached by security. Facial recognition technology identifies a person by mapping their unique facial features. It then compares that information with a database of known faces to find a match. In this instance, it would be people who had been trespassed from that store. This would be added to the existing use of CCTV, undercover store detectives and security guards. Retail New Zealand told 9 to noon yesterday that it would likely be supermarkets, big box retail stores and high value goods stores that would be first movers on the technology. The Privacy Commissioner says supermarkets are places that everyone needs to access so any facial recognition technology needs to be necessary and have a benefit that justifies the privacy risks. Michael Webster is with us. Good morning, thanks for your time.
1: No quite, Catherine. Thank you for having me along.
0: What is the involvement or oversight of your office with respect to the food staff's trial of facial recognition technology?
1: Uh, thanks, Catherine. There's a couple of points I need to clarify there. Our uh, food staffs have talked to us about uh, their trial, which we've encouraged them to do, uh, but we are absolutely not working with them and nor are we providing oversight of the trial. We have provided them with uh, feedback on the trial, Uh, We think it's a very useful first step for them to do, Um, but we very much are standing back and watching the results of their trial.
0: Have you appointed any kind of independent party, or are you dealing with any kind of independent party with respect to this trial?
1: Uh, No, we have not appointed any independent party to um, oversee or evaluate the trial.
0: All right, so to sum up, what eyes will you have on it and how?
1: Uh, So I guess there's a couple of things here. Um, As New Zealand's uh, privacy regulator, uh, we will um, have a number of roles. First, um, if technology like facial recognition technology is rolled out uh, by New Zealand businesses and somebody is unhappy about that, they have the right to complain uh, to my office and we will deal with that. Uh, Second, uh, when we're aware uh, that uh, various forms of technology are being used by organisations out there. Um, Often they consult us or we do find out about it and we can, off our own bat, um, investigate whether we think the use of that technology is, uh, as you said, both lawful but also uh, proportionate, necessary and justified uh, given the purpose for which it's being used.
0: So just to clarify, given there's a trial about to start, how will you go about your work with respect to it?
1: Uh, What we'll do is uh, wait to see the results of that trial, uh, to um, uh, advocate for it to be evaluated, and then uh, we can engage in discussions with foodstuffs about the results of that and uh, seek to obtain the information uh, to see uh, what the results of that trial were.
0: Who will do the evaluation of the trial, do you know?
1: Uh, That's a question for foodstuffs. I don't know.
0: But you will expect to have access to the outcome of those results?
1: Uh, under under the powers in the in the New Zealand Privacy Act, I can request information from organisations relating to uh, my functions and duties. Yes,
0: and it's likely you would do so, right?
1: A- absolutely. Uh, this is a a significant um, um, a proposal. If you think about the nature of the clients of the supermarket industry and retail more broadly, uh, in the use of Uh, facial recognition technology, which I think we'd all acknowledge is a uh, particularly uh, invasive technology in terms of privacy. We're talking not just uh, tens of thousands of people, Catherine, not just hundreds of thousands, perhaps uh, millions of New Zealanders having their uh, faces scanned uh, for uh, the purposes identified by these organisations. If you think about that in context with New Zealand's population size, it is actually the sort of thing that happens in countries Um, in the world which we would regard as not necessarily following the same uh, rights framework as New Zealand does, for example.
0: Can we just work through your understanding of how the technology would work in respect to the foodstuffs? We we had our best go earlier in that we presume everyone's face has to be scanned, otherwise you don't know who the people who've been trespassed are. And then we have been told that the images would be immediately deleted of most customers unless they, there's a match with their database of trespassed customers for an individual store. Am I correct?
1: Uh, that is that is what was, was said yesterday. Uh, but, Catherine, the devil is absolutely in the detail here. Um, if, if you already have someone uh, in the database, in the watch list, as it's described, who you know has been trespassed or has been a disruptive um, or law-breaking customer and that person seeks to re-enter, yes, the match can happen. Um, But the next person through the door, you don't know, is that person until they do that. So you can't actually uh, delete their their facial uh, recognition scan straight away. You need to keep it uh, to see if they do turn out to be a bad egg, as it were.
0: Now, just pause Pause and help me with my little cognitive gap here. There would be a database of customers who'd been trespassed for a particular store. If I walk through the door and I'm not on that database and there's no match, why wouldn't my...
1: Uh, image be deleted? Uh, well, it could be, but if it is and you turn out to then be uh, someone who um, then breaks the law or engages in rude and aggressive behaviour with the staff of the organisation, uh, how would they be able uh, to then add you into their database the uh, next time if you've been deleted?
0: Ah, so, so they won't have yeah. an image. They, they have to retain an image of people who've been trespassed, and what you're saying is well, I, I'll tell you what would happen is um, no, that's a very good point. How do they yes. add to their list of people who've been trespassed? Yes. Well, and, and can and they take an image awesome. at the point they trespass someone? Can they take a fresh image then?
1: Yeah, well, that is that is the issue. This is why I say the devil is in the detail, and that is why I think organisations wanting to consider using FRT facial recognition technology, really do need to do their homework and work through in a careful way all these sorts of, of angles and questions.
0: This raises another point. If at the point I'm being trespassed because I've been a rude or I've assaulted someone or I've stolen something, are they able to take an image of me at that point without my permission? Or would they be able to use a CCTV footage that they're already using? Like th- this, this is an interesting case that you raise. How would they get an image that then went on their database? And if they were to take one at the point they are trespassing me, is that an issue?
1: Uh, so what we always say when it comes to things like uh, CCTV, uh, which we all know is in wide use out there, um, and this use, proposed use of, of FRT, uh, people need to be um, informed and aware and therefore have given some form of consent uh, to their image being captured. Uh, so that depends where the cameras are uh, that are being used throughout the store. So it may not necessarily uh, be just at the entrance. It might be throughout the store as well. And then this creates um, other issues, I, I guess, from the use of FRT. Uh, we are talking at the moment about store security, and I acknowledge that you know retail crime is an issue. Um, but once you've captured that information, there is a natural tendency for what we call scope creep. Mission creep. Uh, because, <laughs> yes, you can use um, FRT data uh, to actually categorise people. It's not just for verification or identification purposes. Uh, You could use it to then use it for for marketing purposes, to identify the sorts and nature of customers in the store, uh, to change electronic billboards that they're walking past. All that sort of thing can happen. Um, And so you need to be really clear up front about the exact purpose you're know, using FRT for
0: look. Understood the, the the idea that one day I'll walk into a shopping mall and I'll have personalised ads has been you know a horror story that was flagged a long time ago by <laughs> by techies and, and and look that's where we're that's where we're heading and the privacy issues are significant, but if they introduce this for a specific purpose, bring us back to the law. If they are saying this is for the purposes of of security solely, for the purposes of identifying people who've been trespassed solely, and that we will delete images immediately. Are they not bound by that legally? If they go beyond that, are they definitely in breach of privacy and or Bill of Rights laws?
1: It depends uh, what their store policy is uh, that then people um, inherently are agreeing to when they enter the store. So first off, as you say, it needs to be necessary and have a benefit that justifies um, what I see and, and others see as the privacy risks. Once they've done that, uh, the store needs to ensure the data is kept securely. Um, And and just as an aside, um, the horror story of a database of New Zealanders' faces being cyber-hacked and then sold on the dark web is not the stuff of fiction, Catherine. It is the sort of thing that is happening in countries around the world. So that data needs to be kept securely. It needs to be deleted uh, as soon as possible. Um, And they need to be clear about how they're managing the watch lists. Um, What if uh, someone wants to know if they're on one. What if someone thinks they're on one because they keep being denied access to particular stores and they want to know why they're on it? What if there's a a false match done? Uh, FRT is good, but it's not perfect. And from time to time, uh, wrong people are identified, particularly, um, and this is really important from a uh, Aotearoa New Zealand perspective, uh, particularly those with, say, for example, with tamoko, with facial tattoos, uh, with darker skin colours, that sort of thing. Um, So, people need to actually have their privacy rights protected through the use of FRT, and that's the right to have information corrected, the right to access it, uh, the knowledge that it's deleted when it's no longer needed, those sorts of things.
0: So, the other matter is, is, is anything ever really deleted? And again, what eyes would there be over potentially, you know, dozens, potentially hundreds of, well, actually hundreds of stores, certainly, using this technology, what kind of protection is there over the deletion of material generally, Michael, actually, when when companies pledge to do this?
1: Absolutely, and there's a couple of points there. First is it is up to the holder of the material to hold it securely. That is one of the obligations on them under the Privacy Act. Um, Second, uh, the reality has been that in the last couple of years, both here and say, our nearest neighbour Australia, there have been significant cyber attacks on organisations that have resulted in literally millions of uh, personal identification records being um, hacked, uh, whether through ransomware reasons or then being, being sold on the dark web. Now, if, for example, with the Latitude Financial hack that you might be familiar with, which affected a million New Zealanders, so we're talking um, big time hack here, um, people lost uh, their driver's licenses, for example, had their driver's licenses hacked, you can go to uh, an agency and get a new driver's license with a new number. If your face is hacked in a cyber attack, uh, that's it. You have lost your most personal identifier. You cannot do much about that. That is now available uh, to be used. And if you think about the way um, things are going these days, and it's not just using my face to open my iPhone, but it's also, for example using my face to access um, bank accounts, that sort of thing. Um, We are using our faces as passwords these days. And it's like, in many ways, saying to a store, I am giving you um, what is essentially a password to some of my financial services. I hope you look after it securely. You better look after it securely. Um, But the reality is, is that cyber attacks are increasing. Uh, The sophisticated uh, actors, criminal actors around the world who are, who are doing this are getting better and better and it's an ongoing war basically with them uh, between uh, them and our government agencies that seek to protect businesses as well as businesses themselves Uh, to protect our personal information.
0: What is particular about facial recognition technology when it comes to its misuse? We were talking yesterday about, we had these same arguments when CCTV footage first came in, and now it's ubiquitous. I I mentioned the case of a murder inquiry where every single place a person went Mm. on the morning of their demise was patched together through CCTV footage. So what's particular about it compared to other information when it comes to the potential misuse by bad actors?
1: Yes. So with with facial um, scans, um, increasingly, uh, they will be used for legitimate purposes. And so the value, uh, say, for example, on the dark web, uh, increases uh, proportionately Uh, facial Scans are being monetized right now, uh, same with Think, it, things example, like getting, Can I just
0: can I just pause you? Things like getting a passport, we use biometric eye data for mm. passports. Is facial recognition technology used or likely to be used for very official documents like that, or for getting through security at international airports?
1: Well, for example, it already is used on our on our eGate, you know, uh, scanning to get through um, um, travel um, through various customs, that sort of thing. Um, that um, use might um, increase. It's used in a number of different places, uh, both private and public sector. Uh, the public sector have particularly strong uh, rules and security around it, um, but as its use expands um, what we would be saying is you need to proportionately consider what are the security protections around it uh, in its use because um, once a scan of your face has been um, lost or hacked, um its value out there is significant and it will be used uh, for criminal services. Okay,
0: next, services. next point that you alluded to, and perhaps it's more immediate, desirable use for uh, retailers or any marketers, any third parties, would be uh, for use in monitoring someone's behaviour responses, um, their emotions even, while they are shopping. If any firm were to bring in this technology specifically for security purposes and then to use it or sell it to third parties, would they be in breach of the law?
1: Uh, So at the moment, uh, my office is consulting uh, on the use of biometric technology, which includes facial recognition technology, and we are currently considering, Catherine, whether uh, there is a need for further uh, law regulation and guidance uh, in this area. Uh, We have heard back uh, from a number of people about their concerns about the use of this sort of technology for these purposes. Uh, We have seen in other countries restrictions placed on the use of biometric data of facial recognition technology for those sorts of purposes and uh, we are currently actively considering uh, where we want to go here uh, in terms of my office and protecting people's privacy uh, in that area.
0: The two areas that occur to be in play when it comes to tracking and hyper-personalising marketing mm. would be uh, the facial recognition technology, which is the key data points of the face, but also the uh, eyeball behaviour. Right, It's incredible we're talking about this, isn't it? But literally, your eyes uh, are the window to the soul of your emotions. And mm. in all seriousness, that is the level of hyper um, uh, I want to say stalking, frankly, but but hyper analysis that could assist this very hyper personalized marketing. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it even extends to um, the use of biometric technology to to watch your gait as you walk, to watch a heightened sense of of emotion in your face, um, of more nervousness, of excitement, that sort of thing, when you pass say particular displays and stores um, that. That is is what's happening, at a basic level right now. Uh, there's already technology that, as a as a, a young woman walks past a a, um, a shop, the ads will change because it recognise that that's a young woman. As an older man walks past, the ads will change to something else. So we're at the beginning of what is quite a extraordinary period of technological innovation in this area, and um, we're just concerned to ensure that. Both privacy regulation uh, keeps up with that, and second, that organisations thinking about rolling out this sort of uh, technology, stop, pause, do a privacy impact assessment, assess why they want to do this, and whether what they're proposing to do is consistent uh, with good privacy protective practice.
0: As things stand now, with this trial about to get underway, whether it is privacy law or Bill of Rights, is there the risk of a breach as it has been defined, um, the trial has been defined?
1: Um, With the trial, uh, the aim would be, I understand, uh, to see how it can be rolled out in a way that is consistent with the regulatory framework. Um, But. It has to be nested, uh, Catherine, within the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is is the use of privacy invasive technology in Aotearoa New Zealand, our rights to privacy, and the stewardship and care and protection of our personal information, and and basically uh, what it means to be a free and democratic society, and the extent to which we want this sort of technology uh, applied to us. Uh, and this is just at the beginning. If you think back uh, a few years. Uh, there was a basic version of this sort of thing it's now much more sophisticated one has to think forward to the future and consider as we've been discussing the other uses of this technology can be put to
0: One can also have and probably does have growing sympathy for those retailers whose health and safety are at risk as well as theft of product Can I ask what the use of this technology is with respect to the police please?
1: Um that, that is a question that you'd have to direct to the police, but my understanding is that at the moment, uh, the police have uh, decided that they will not use this as one of their uh, crime-fighting technologies, uh, live facial recognition technology.
0: Does that prevent its use for specific individuals necessarily?
1: Uh, by police officers? Yes. Uh, I presume all police officers will follow the central guidance and policy is set uh, by the head office. So
0: that is a blanket policy as you best understand it, they won't use it to identify people, even offenders?
1: As as I best understand it, Um, but the use of technology uh, as has been reported on your uh, programme a number of times by the police is also a consistently evolving field so it's best you direct those questions to the police.
0: When do you believe your work on biometrics will be completed and you'll be able to speak publicly about that?
1: Well, we've finished our, our consultation uh, phase and now we're currently considering the results of that um, and considering that against also uh, developments in other countries and what would be best practice around the world. And I hope that we would be in a position uh, towards the end of this year, the beginning of next year, uh, to make announcements in that space.
0: Thank you, Michael Webster's the Privacy Commission.